0: Alexei, yes, 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 history, a perfect game by Mark Burley, and what an unbelievable, unbelievable play by 21, first pitch starts now.
1: What is going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of South Burbs Hitmen. I'm your host, Joe Mandel, and I'm usually joined by my White Sox brother in arms, Vinnie Parisi and Stephen Zim Zimmerman. Vinnie is on a well deserved vacation this week and will be back next week. Uh, my other co host, Stephen Zim Zimmerman, will be here in a little bit, but we're going to get things up and running anyway. And what better way to start the show than introducing our guest? You know her from White Sox Twitter from Southside Behavior. She has a couple drinks every once in a while on that channel. You might see them, but I'd like to welcome Missy Carroll to the show because she's just awesome and she loves the White Sox more than almost anybody on the platform. What's up, Missy?
2: What's up? Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, we're glad to have you. Almost a year to the date the last time you were on.
2: Literally, you guys guys were my first podcast I went on and yeah, we're running it back year two.
1: Look at that! It, it humble beginnings. Yeah. It's, and uh, you've been a bit of an eruption on social media, particularly Twitter. Yeah. And, and of course, I follow your TikTok as well, which is absolutely hilarious. If you guys don't, uh, I believe it's just Southside behavior. What's the What's the tag for it on?
2: Yeah, TikTok? literally just Southside behavior. Okay, literally. I thought so. Yeah. 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 A lots happened since we last talked.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, but one thing that a lot of people would agree is that the White Sox are still underperforming a year later. Um, yeah. But it's a bit more of a roller coaster this year than it was last. I mean, last year they just kind of underperformed all year. This year we can't decide if they're good or not because a couple of mm-hmm. shows ago we were talking about how they were done. They were toast of the worst team ever. They go on a run. They stink again. They're okay again. They sweep the Tigers, which everybody should sweep the Tigers. What is your – What's your two cents on, on what the White Sox are doing so far, Missy?
2: Just like a big sigh. Um, huh,
1: <laughs> collective sigh.
2: Yeah, just like a, like, I had low expectations the more last year went, because I was like, it's just, it's over. Like, it, there's, it seems like there's nothing going to change about this. And then the season, they're really hyping it up. Um, but yeah. I, I just didn't trust it. So I had, um, low expectations, and then we split the series with Houston, and I was like, are we back? And then now, kind of lost my trust again, so it's just kind of like, expect the worst hope for the best at this point. Um, yeah, like, I just don't, I, I can't trust them to be fully back, because I just, I, they haven't given me a reason to believe that they're fully back, Um Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a bit of, it's a bit of like one of those things where Sox fans sometimes can't face the truth. And I'm kind of one of those this year because I'm usually the one that's, the, yeah, that's, they stink. I'm I'm okay with it. They stink. Yeah. But then they give, they give us the hope, Missy. And then like, yeah. you, have, you have things like the amazing Jake Berger walk-off grand slam that happened yesterday, which by the way, I think we're all big fans of Jake Berger. That's, they'll be talked yeah. about again later in the show, but. The pitching is finally starting to get together, and then it's it's yeah. one or the other, right? It's always something that's wrong. <laughs> it's uh, the pitching, yeah, the hitting, the manager.
2: It's just it's it's always like they give us that little bit of hope, and like I said at the beginning of the season, the opening day, I was going crazy. I was like, "This is this is it." Split the series with Houston, and then immediately all of April happened. And in May we're back and forth, and I'm just like. Yeah, it, it's, it's a mix of trying to be realistic and then um, just, yeah, it, it's so hard to be hopeful when it, they just bring, they are back and then they're not, it's just hard to really uh, have expectations for them right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think the best place the best way to move forward is to have no expectations and then yeah. you can't have any problems. You can just enjoy a good time at the ballpark. Like you guys do on Southside behavior,
0: yeah. uh, enjoy a few yeah.
1: drinks, which I haven't cracked mine with you yet. I know you probably have one already, yeah. um, but uh, I'll save the Shandy for last and I'm going to start myself with the Mike's hard, but I don't always drink during the show. see, I, I try to, I try to make it special for your appearance. So,
2: I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> Cheers to, to appearance number 2 and a halfway decent second half of the season for the White Sox.
2: Hopefully.
1: Well, we'll, we'll take what we can, whatever we can get there. Yeah. Um, but I know there's the, the one of the best stories in all of baseball this year, Missy, and I think everyone can agree is Liam Hendricks' triumphant victory over cancer and triumphant return to the mound. I mean, that's the stuff of yeah. Well, i mean there's there'll be a movie probably made about this someday oh yeah the fact that this guy goes from getting treatment in the off season over the course of five months to beating cancer being in remission going through a quick quick simulated spring training getting back on the mound i mean what does that say about this guy and just how cool is it to root for this guy on our on our team
2: yeah it's even before the diagnosis and everything it's like a consistent thing with Liam is he's always been easy to root for he's one of those guys on this team and it was like it it, easy to root for I always mean that when they're doing bad you're sad you're not like you're not upset at them you're just like we know he can do better and it's just very upsetting to see because he's such a great guy and you know he gives us reason to like cheer for him and so when the diagnosis came it was like heartbreaking because it was like this guy is just so it's such a staple in the morale that us fans even have because it's like that that is the guy we love and then To see him come back and even say when he was going through treatment, like, I'm coming back in May. And everyone's like, wait till June. Just, you know, relax. Like, it was a lot of you. He's like, no, I'm coming back in May. It's just really inspiring and, like, just shows how much he loves the game. And that's, like, something I think is awesome to see on this team that he cares about playing on this team so much that. You know, he beat all the odds. And he, he – I don't even know if he's had time to take it in, but, like – Probably
1: not. Just straight yeah, into he, it.
2: He just keeps going. Like, he hasn't stopped. So, yeah, like, it—it it is just really inspiring. And it's very, very uh, – it it's just such a feel-good story to see that he's back to – he he's back with his head in the game, um, and I think it just it makes us love him even more. Um, yeah, him him and his wife always been just awesome advocates of being like um, on this team or in like everything we stand for.
1: Yeah, big supporters just- of like the local you know, firefighters and, and yeah. police and, and everything in the area. And I mean, just look at this, like him ringing the bell of remission. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable in it's every ex- facet of the word.
2: Exact, Unbelievable is the word. And yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's speechless, really, it's just speechless through from what he's been through and how he's handled it. So mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So I think it's literally one of the best stories in all sports. And yeah. we all love Liam. It's one of the coolest things that uh, you'll ever see in baseball. So just had to get that out there first. Oh, yeah. And, and as we get through the talk about Liam, we'll welcome my other co-host, Stephen Zimmerman, who's here vo- voice only, not on camera. He's got He's moving. He's all over the place, but he's here with us. Mr. Zim, how you doing, buddy?
3: It's great awesome to be on here yes i'm in the process of moving so not all my stuff is set up right now it was a struggle just to get ready for tonight's show but we're here we're ready to roll i hope my levels are good i didn't really check them very well but
1: you sound you sound so perfect zim it's unbelievable
3: yeah that's so great to hear joe and it doesn't sound at all like you're kissing my ass with that comment at
1: all i'm i'm really not i I really wasn't (laughs) you can missy can vouch for me we were just uh it, it, it does that.
2: it does sound good good it, it sounds- mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, this is the most slapstick setup i've ever thrown together i am like almost embarrassed to have it put together right now but it's okay because i'm gonna i'm gonna do it right later it's this all good week.
1: buddy it's all good man i'm it's just all happy part of moving. Here. we're yeah. just happy you're here man i i do i went through the moving stuff i get it
3: that's it i'll be back on camera next week no not next week I'll be back on camera in two weeks and you will all uh, probably have no idea that I've even moved and I'll still look like I'm in the death star.
1: Well, good. That's what I want. I always like Zim in the death star, but um, Zim, it's been a hot minute since we talked baseball. We let off the show talking about Liam and just kind of the White Sox roller coaster year. The thing we were going to get to next and and Missy addressed this at the tail end of her last question, her last answer are the White Sox back, Sim? I, I I think the answer is, huh? Who knows, right?
3: No, the White Sox are absolutely back. The White Sox are back to being the most inconsistent team that we've seen in the last decade.
1: Okay, that's fair. You know, just like yeah. they have been. So,
3: so I mean, are they back or were they always here? You know, did we just overhype ourselves for a couple of seasons there? Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> It's been a great few days, that's for sure. Uh, it's been a lot of lot of fun to watch, you know, balls going off of umpires' faces and
1: <laughs> that was wild. That's that was a wild stuff. ending. <laughs> I think the Probably last I've I'm... ever seen anything like that to end a game. Yeah.
3: The closest ending I can remember was oh man, this must have been about 15 years ago now, where there was a pitch thrown back to the pitcher from the catcher that got away from him with a runner on third and the runner scored because the catcher made a bad throw back. But that's I can about think as of close the, as I can think of.
1: I could think of the terrible Armando Galarraga, should have been a perfect game, but then they called him safe at first. You remember that? Zim? Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was
1: it's a, upsetting. It's, like that, the anniversary was like a week ago. That's the only yeah. reason I brought it up.
3: In the moment, like I was a young, dumb Sox fan at that point in time. Like, so in the moment, I was like, yeah, screw the Tigers. And then, like, you know, growing up, I'm absolute like, you same. You don't take a perfect game from somebody, that's horrible.
1: It right out of his hands, Missy. That might be before your time, but um Armando Galarraga pitched for the Detroit Tigers, and yeah, basically he had a perfect game that got literally pulled from his pull from him.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of keeping an eye on other uh teams' social medias because I'm not ah.
1: So you fans. saw that post, didn't you?
2: So I saw other posts, and I always I, I tip my cap to a lot of team social media accounts and managers detroit detroit is one of them a big one that i'm a fan of and i'm like
1: they got to be good at something right
2: i know i'm like if they can do it we can do it that's a whole other story but yeah i saw that and i was like this was good that was that was good (laughs) for
1: sure but sim's answer is perfect they're back to being Incredibly inconsistent. So, Zim, that's technically they are back, just not in the way that we were hoping. Um, But one thing that's still consistent, Zim, from the last time we did a show, we took off Memorial Day, uh, is Jake Berger still rakes. He's just absolutely mashing the ball all over the field. Uh, Rightly so is being campaigned to be an all-star, which, spoiler alert, we'll talk about later during the guaranteed take. But, Zim, can this guy keep it up?
3: I mean, as long as he keeps playing a guaranteed rate field, I don't see why he can't keep it up. I mean, that's been the most incredible part of his season to me is the fact that he's two completely different players at home and on the road. But at home, he's so good that you have to put him in the lineup. You know he's going to go yard for you twice a week. I mean, yeah, the the guy's been lights out at guaranteed rate field. He's had a couple good games on the road, but generally speaking – yeah, uh, but hey, they've been dfa guys. They've been sending guys up and down all season. Alberto's
1: finally gone.
3: You know, they left Jake off of the opening day roster, and he's made him regret it ever since because they haven't even thought about sending him back down as far as we can tell. Oh, yeah. And they that, should. That's
2: a huge, like, uh, like thought I have about burger all the time. And so I'm like, you guys must be, like, you know, like, I don't even know feeling, feeling guilty that you even kept him down in Charlotte, uh, when you started the season, like how, how,
0: yeah.
2: how dare you, but no, yeah. like, you know, it was like, you know, that, that was, that was probably a bad move and you all, you all know it now.
1: Yeah. I think they do. Uh, there's a comment in the chat, Missy, that I think you might appreciate.
2: Oh, my God. Your, your
1: guy, Romy. How about Romy? Uh,
3: hey. <laughs> believe it or not, right? I was looking at this the other day. I talked a couple weeks ago about how Jake Berger has been tearing the cover off the ball all season long. He hits the ball as hard as anybody in the game. And believe it or not,
1: he's had bad luck, which is
3: crazy, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah. His BABIP
3: is not very good, yeah. <laughs> um, But Romy Gonzalez actually leads the White Sox in hard hit percentage.
1: That's it, baby.
3: The guy mashes just not out of the park like
1: Burger does. <laughs> yeah. See, and you know what the difference is there? It's he's getting every day at bats. Can you imagine that? Yep. Wow. Look what happened to Jake when he got every day at bats. Or mostly every day at bats. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: From- Romy's a re- Romy's a revelation, especially to Missy.
2: Oh, I I've been there since day one in April, and the amount of payoff that has had has been fantastic for me. Um, I like I, I don't know the timing of like Elvis getting injured or going on the IL and him having the opportunity to um, you know him coming off the IL, which I thought was, like, a reset for Romy. I'm like, this is his time. He got a little bit of time off. He's going to come back, like, refreshed. And all of that coming true, and him being able to consistently play and now getting, like, really hot. It's just so satisfying to see as a day one Romy supporter. That's Um, right. Yeah. And when you play him consistently, obviously he's going to have – a little he's not gonna be um i don't know like you're not gonna see him like completely rake and everything but oh, sure he at bats and yeah he uh, i
1: mean i th- i think you may have seen good. elvis lose his job at least temporarily i mean sure you're gonna see elvis in as a utility player off the bench now he's healthy again yeah. but uh, I think you're going to see a lot more Romy. I mean, he's getting it done. Elvis wasn't doing it before. I think he was hitting, well, what, Zim? I think we said 200 before he went down or something. Yeah,
3: but that's the other thing. Like, Elvis Andrews is 38 years old. You shouldn't be relying on him. It's so refreshing to see a young guy come up and actually be able to do what we want to see him do. The two of them, in fact, you know, with him and Berger. Granted, Burger's mm-hmm. not super young. It's still his first real stint in the league. But Exactly. You know, two guys coming up and doing what they're supposed to do. It kind of sucks that Coloss couldn't be the third and he needed some more time down at AAA, but he's raking down at AAA now. So we might see him back soon. Yeah.
1: Well, that's so interesting to me, right? I think we talked about this before Memorial Day, but Missy, we, we were talking about how they they had Coloss up to start the year. I even made a terribly bold prediction, which I'm regretting already, that he would be the rookie of the year in the American League. Um, the White Sox clearly believed that for a while. And They really didn't give him much of a chance to like fall flat. They just kind of, oh, you're gone. And that's fine. But they brought up everyone under the sun except for Oscar Colas. Yeah. um, From the minors. So, you know, how's that going to make Oscar feel? I mean, they even got, you know, Clint Frazier that they have now. They picked up off waivers and they're utilizing everybody. I mean,
2: yeah.
1: I don't know if that says more about Colas or more about the fact that they were trying to accelerate him too quickly. But, uh, I'm excited for Kolas. I just, I don't know how much we're going to see him this year.
2: Yeah. It was very promising at the beginning. I mean, we all saw it. Like we all thought he was very promising and like him uh, being predicted to be rookie of the year. Wasn't even so far fetched because he came out and we were like, he's doing really good for a rookie. And then it just like something happened. And then, yeah, he's been down ever since. And, uh, instead they brought up Clint, which made sense. He was on like a hot streak, but like, um, and he's been doing well getting pulled up. So I don't know how much more we'll see of him this season, but like.
1: I feel so bad. I think about the video when he FaceTimed his mom saying that he made the team. Oh, I know. And now all I think about that is every time I hear about anything about Oscar being in the minors, I'm like, ah. Eventually he'll be up eventually, but that's all yeah. right.
2: I think it will be his time eventually, but like maybe now they did just push him to come up too fast. Or... For the
1: next, for the next rebuild, for the next. Yeah. Rebuild. yeah. <laughs> or if, if you want to even call this a rebuild, but that's a whole nother yeah. thing. Um, But we're going to dive into our first segment of the show. It's when we either praise or rip on the manager in a segment that we like to call Pedro's pen. That's right. We're diving in talking about Pedro's week. Um you know, I guess we could talk about his last two weeks. It, it's so all over the board, but like I guess I can't give him too much crap because his guys just aren't performing. Zim, am I being too lenient with Pedro? Like I said on Vinny's show the other day, and this might be a hot take for everyone on the show, and people might crucify me for this, but I said said if the White Sox and the Cubs swapped managers, the White Sox would be in first place of the American League Central if the Sox had David Ross as manager. Do you disagree or agree with that, Zim, and am I insane?
3: I don't follow the Cubs closely enough to know. To be completely they have,
1: they have about the same record as the Sox. It's pretty much I, the same. I
3: will say. With a
1: much less talented roster. Right.
3: And that's just it. They're not nearly as good of a team. So for them to be competitive the way that they are, it's, uh, it's impressive. I don't know that David Ross would be able to coach anybody other than the Cubs the way that he is, though. So that's just me. <laughs>
1: that's a good point. Um, um I, I give Pedro a little bit of benefit of the doubt. It's his first year. Um, he has flashes of brilliance. I will say over the last week, I feel like he's finally starting to manage his starters a little bit better mm-hmm. with the exception of Lance Lynn, but I don't think there's anything you can do when your starter can't go four innings. I mean, and yeah. not even just four innings. He just gets absolutely destroyed every time he goes out.
3: You know, and and I've got a question for you that I'll bring up later in the show and guaranteed takes. So anybody who's tantalized by the topic of Lance Lynn, stick around and we'll talk to that point later. But yeah, I will say that as far as not just not even just managing the starters, but you know, like we talked about, like I at least mentioned multiple weeks ago, he Mm -hmm. has crochet now. He has Hendricks now. All of a sudden, the bullpen management looks a lot better than it did two oh, weeks, sure. three weeks ago, because you have two all-star caliber players back in there, right? I mean, Bummer's not getting used as much. Why? Because he's not needed as much. Uh, he had a good week, though. He did have a good week, Like, but there's also less pressure on him. He's not the only lefty being leaned on in the pen anymore. So that does a lot for a psyche of a player. Um, Yeah, it all does ultimately come down to the execution of the players. And like at the end of the day, if you're going to be mad about the way the Sox performed under Tony La Russa, you should still be mad about the way that they're performing under Pedro Graffal because the performance still just isn't there.
1: So I just had to real quick, pull up the stats just to your point about how good this bullpen has been. The last seven days, guys, Santos, Lopez, Middleton, Bummer, Graveman all have not given up a single run over but, see two, and a third, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, basically 13 innings of scoreless ball.
3: But look at the usage of those guys now, right? That's the impressive part is that they're all getting regular usage rather than one guy being leaned on, you know, we're not seeing Keenan Middleton being put out there for five innings a week anymore. We're not seeing bummer being brought out for four and a half, five innings, six innings, sometimes in a week, everybody's healthy. Everybody's prepared and ready to go. So you can spread them out. And that's what's and been Joe really Kelly. cool. Sorry. I see. forgot
1: to mention Joe Kelly.
3: Yeah. Joe, that, hey, that was my pick to click, man. Don't forget Joe yeah. Kelly.
1: Well, he had one good week and one bad week, but that's besides yeah. the point. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: That that first week was really bad. But, yes, I mean, that's that's always been Joe Kelly. He has a bad sure. week, and then he's great for a month. But at any rate, I do give Pedro a lot of credit for spreading out the usage of these guys, though, for utilizing the pen the way that he's got it, because that is something that we hadn't seen. And I'm not even just going to say the last two years, but like the last 10 years. You know, it's like a guy gets healthy again. It's, it's like, all right, Liam Hendricks is back on the team. We're going to throw him every day for an inning and a third. And it's like, that's that's how you get these guys in trouble again.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, just, it's encouraging to see. I just wanted to pull up the stats because the bullpen management has been great. Um, the starter management has been better as well. I mean, you can see here Cease had a good start. Um, Kopech went, you know, 11 and a third over two starts. He looked great. 19 strikeouts is eye-opening, insane. He looks good again. Uh, Gilito, you know, okay. Lance Lynn, you know, the, you can only work so much with Lance Lynn. But um Mike Clevenger had a good start. it's five scoreless. So, you know, I, I give Pedro credit for managing the pitching a lot better. So, I don't know. That's just my, my hot take. Not a hot take, but uh Missy, just curious with you, if there's any immediate takeaways of stuff that you have for feedback for Pedro, whether it's positive negative or in between um, anything you've seen that you like or don't like
2: Yeah, yeah like as far as pitching goes, I feel like he's gotten a lot better um, I feel like him managing the starters has been a little like rough so far and like questioning like leaving them in when they're getting smoked and you're like uh, you know it, it kind of it kind of was questionable. I feel like he's definitely gotten better now that the bullpen is completely full and everyone's back. Um, I feel like he's doing a lot better with that. Um, As far as like thinking about like um, how he's been managing everyone today, like uh, my my parents, like my dad knows a lot about baseball, but my mom has been getting better like she's trying to learn a lot more now yeah. and she like sees everything I do and she was like watching the game yesterday and she was like man like the last inning like there were people that were in that were it was a completely different like lineup and I was mm-hmm. like yeah he's, he's man he's utilizing everyone on the bench because when it gets to that point where you know someone is just like not doesn't have it that day he's throwing someone else in and just being like let's see if it works and honestly like you can question some of those decisions but honestly like I think that's you know I I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily I kind of like that about Pedro that he's like no one on this bench is safe like if I need you I need you so I think that's one thing I think is cool about Pedro um I would rip him, rip on him about the pitching. But yeah, like you guys said, he's gotten a lot better with managing it. So I think that's all I kind of got on Pedro right now. But yeah.
1: Yeah. I hear you.
2: It's kind of indifferent right now.
1: Well, you know, I give. He's what I like is he's learning from all his mistakes he's made so far. Yeah. I think that's my number one thing that I'm like, okay. But I still stand by my statement that I think if David. David Ross was the manager of the uh, the White Sox. They would be much better off. And the Cubs would probably be better suited with a guy like Pedro. But that's beside mm-hmm. the point. We had a Cub fan, our, our my friend Adam Schaum, in the chat. So tell me your thoughts on that, Adam. If the Sox had Ross as their manager, would they be better? Just curious your thoughts. But anyway, we'll keep things rolling here. We'll get Adam's response in a little bit. But we're going to dive into um, there's a lot of good this week. Uh, but there was quite a bit of bad. And we're going to talk about it in this week's Adam Dud of the Week.
0: You suck. You suck. Suck. Stupid. Ozzy. No excuse. What a dud. What a total, total dud. Yeah, there were a few
1: dud performances on the team this week. Uh, You can kind of pick your poison because there's some pretty bad stat lines I shocker to the world i have them queued up ready for when they get brought up but uh, i'll let our guests lead things off missy is there anyone this week that you think really shit the bed or uh just had a rough time at the plate or behind the mound
2: yeah like when you said that i kind of was like i feel like i have like all my memory gets erased within the week but like i don't know i feel like um if I'm going off of someone I would have loved to see, like, pop off this week, um, not necessarily was, like, the worst. I wish Luis Robert would kind of, um, defensively, doing great, but offensively, I wish he would um, kind of pick it up. Um, yeah, like, I wouldn't say he's completely just, he he's sucking right now, but... I just kind well, of he did. didn't.
1: He didn't have a single RBI this week.
2: Which yeah, Luis is yeah. not great.
1: He scored and four then I, runs. I
2: always think, I always say, he doesn't completely suck because I'm like, he's got to be in center field though. Like it, we have right. to have him defensively.
1: But so, one thing I will say with this being a good pick for you, Missy, is that uh, I'll just why don't you why don't we just quick have a quick guess between the the two of you and Zim? How many times did Luis Roberts strike out this week?
2: Oh, God.
1: Let's just take a guess. Zim, I'll let you guess first. 16. Well, that's really high, but uh, Missy?
2: 12.
1: You're close. He struck out 11 times this week oh. in yeah. 24 at bats.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, does that really justify the defense? You know, that, uh, it, you know, it, it's tough. And I, I guess I would say he's done after knowing all that. Like I just, I wish and I pray that he he's either the best you've ever seen or just like, looks like he has no idea what he's doing. Well, that's so what's I most infuriating,
1: it's- right? It's because he he could be an MVP. Oh yeah. And then, and then he has weeks where he looks like he doesn't belong in the majors.
2: Exactly. And that's what I felt like this week. I was like, it's not a Luis Robert week, it, it, you know, the yeah. focus has shifted away from that. But I mean, defensively, like I said, like you, you trust him more in center field um, than kind of anyone else. But does that justify his at-bats?
1: Yeah. I know, and, and I know before we went on air, you were talking a little bit about Lance Lynn. Um, yeah. We love Lance. Yeah. We don't love what he's doing on the mound, um, so yeah. he's an, a, a definitely a candidate for the Dud of the Week with four innings pitched, eight hits, eight earned runs, three home runs, two walks, only four strikeouts. I mean, Lance yeah. has been a shell of himself, and makes you start wondering like, what's going on?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in my opinion, my my favorite. Chronically online take, if I may say that on uh, like Twitter, is that he's a Dallas Keuchel, and I oh, always no. say this, I feel like it has been said before, but the difference is that Lance owns it, and Lance is like, I know I suck, and I don't like it either. So yeah. I feel like it's a little bit different where. I wouldn't say he's cooked because he's not like, uh, he's not like, oh, I'm doing my best. And like, he knows mm. he's not doing well and he wants to fix it. So it's just hard to see. And I think it's hard for him to see as well. So,
1: It is. And and Zim, what do you make out of the struggles of Lance Lynn? Um, is this, a lot of people have speculated that it's got something to do with the pitch clock. I'm uh, just curious your thoughts on that.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if that had something to do with it but this late in the year like you would think somebody's probably adjusted to that. You know, it seems like Clevenger kind of went way off with it. You know, he took off with it at first and then he kind of slowed mm-hmm. down and now he's back and like adjusted. Yeah. Um I've noticed it with a lot of guys. Like some guys like Peasy in the chat mentions Lin looks gassed most of the time and like that he genuinely could be it. Um but at the same time, he's kind of bad right from the first inning in a lot of these situations.
1: So. That's the problem with me. It's like yeah. I agree that he looks gassed. I agree that the pitch clock has something to do with it. Um, Just his, ment- his mental aspect of the game, I feel like, is affected by the pitch clock. Right. And it's almost like it gets in his head from the second he gets on the mound.
2: Well, um, I was, I was going to say I actually watched um, fall – was it Foul Territory? With yep, AJ? With AJ. AJ? So I watched the interview with uh, Lance. They interviewed him. And they asked him that. They were like, is it something to the pitch clock? And apparently to him, he said, no. He said, I don't even pay attention to the pitch clock. He said, it's just like something else. It's in his head. So like, I don't think so. But um, <laughs> but. He's, he claims it's not the pitch clock, but maybe it subconsciously is to him, and he's just like, you know, it, he doesn't want to know that that's it. But but apparently to him, it um, yeah, yeah. it's not the pitch clock, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I saw the interview. It's like, ugh. Everyone loves Lance. It's just like, man, I wish, wish he would put it back together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one likes to see this because he's another person that you're like, I just love him. I, I love yeah, right. who he is. And yeah, it's another one that we're like, you oh, wish you wish this would fall together, piece together.
1: For sure. Well, there's Lance. He's honorable mention for the Adam dud of the week. Yeah, uh, Zim, who is your Adam dud of the week? Someone that just was horrible in all assets of the game. Fast
3: yeah, up. that's tough for me. I wanted I really wanted to go with Lancelyn, honestly. Uh, because he's been embarrassingly bad. Um, but instead, I'll give it to the guy who couldn't even manage to get a hit this week in Gavin Sheets. Um yeah. he at least managed an RBI, which uh is pretty solid, but even I got a hit this week, and I only got four at bats, so <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, Gavin just horrendous week. He he still got a, drew drew a handful of walks, but look at this—he struck out five times in eleven at bats. So look at that; almost half the time, yeah. he's striking out. So he's just not seeing the ball this week. So
3: he's uh, uh, he's taking the Luis Robert approach right now.
1: Yes, yes, he is. Luis struck out. Yeah, he's still striking out in the distance, and he's, they're not even playing today. Uh, so it- great pick. Is it just me or
3: sheets kind of look like he's got the Javi Baez approach right now? Swing hard and hope you run into one.
1: Yeah, I mean, he'll snap out of it eventually, yeah. but yeah. yeah, That's unfortunate because he's getting cool shortly before the trade deadline, so hopefully yeah. uh, he heats up a little bit because he could be something, know, a team could use his services, but it'll probably yeah. end up being us. Um, but I'm going to go into my Adam Dud of the week, and I'm going to ride with El Desastre, personnel himself, Juan Mancada, one for seventeen, bat, batting fifty-nine for the week, zero ribbies. Um, I think that's post. I don't know what that. Is. At three walks. Sorry, he walked three times, scored four runs, and he had eight strikeouts. So this is another guy that's just swinging and missing a lot, um, and it's it killed the, this lineup because, well, first off, Pedro can't decide where to put him. Uh, Secondly, Yoan's just doesn't have it right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Berger uh, at third base a couple days and let Moncada kind of work out of this funk with a couple days off. But Yo-Yo gets my Adam Dud of the week. Uh, Honorable mention to Garrett Crochet. Um, He had a rough inning. He pitched one inning this week. Gave up three hits a homer, two earned runs. Um, He'll get back. He's just kind of still working his way back. But he's here. He's just, you know, inconsistent, just like the rest of this team. But there's the opposite side of things, which are guys that just rip rip the ball to shreds with the bat and, you know, striking guys out left and right. And that's what we like to call this week's put-it-on-the-board player of the week. Yes, that's right. A lot of guys teared the ball to pieces this week. I have a feeling I know who Missy's gonna pick, but we'll <laughs> let her lead off anyway.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I just gotta keep going with the theme. It's really taken a mind of its own. Um, I'm gonna go with Romy Gonzalez. Um,
1: what? Not
2: I've uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for two months. Um, to finally, uh bring up that he might, he deserves, he deserves something like this. Um, yeah, no. Um, and the and the waiting and, and believing and hoping might play into a factor of me. Sure. Up. But um, yeah, he, I think um, since coming back from the aisle, uh, which I believe like reset him completely, uh, he's been raking and um, I wouldn't say he's like, all-star caliber, you know, very confident every time he comes up. But when he comes up to bat, you at least have some, like, a little bit of confidence that he might, you know, get an RBI or get on base. Or he's actually, I think this twice now, first pitch homer. Um, And then on the other side of it, defensively, He's just been great. Um, like every, I think it's very underrated when ever I see him make a play. Obviously, I'm mentally noting it, be like, that's my guy. But he is really consistent on defense. So, um,
1: except for that he, one dropped ball in the outfield of that uh, rain game, but we'll forget about that. That was that, one.
2: that was before that was before the IL. That was before the. That's reset. right. That's right. I don't count that.
1: <laughs> I was in that the was outfield sad. watching it, so I remember it very clearly.
2: Oh, I was there. Um,
1: oh no! Yeah, shit. it was
2: real right. sad. <laughs> that was. But they the still won that they game. The sign, the DME and then sign. Then they came
1: roaring back. Like, oh, That's right.
2: Yeah. So he went. He went from that April to coming back in May, and I just, even if it's not like he's been the best. I think he deserves a little bit of a shout out. Um, because he does
1: deserve a shout out.
2: It yeah. Uh if anything, I, I'm his number one fan, I guess, now. Um, so I'll be there. I'll be there giving him his shout-out. So yeah, I'll I'll pick roll this week.
1: I like it. I like it. When Run like I said, he had he didn't have a terrible week. Uh like I said, mm-hmm. he bet 235, but he still had three RBI. He still scored four runs. Uh, he did strike out six times, but he also stole two bags and you don't see that too much on this White Sox team.
2: So. He is so fast.
1: He's fast.
2: This one put it out there. He's very fast. Um, and, it, and it, It's like kind of almost a Jake Berger moment where we all were like, oh my God, Jake Berger is really fast. But, yeah, Romy, we all were like, I mean, no one paid attention to it because he wasn't doing really well in April. So we didn't really, everyone was, you know, didn't really pay attention. But now that he is getting on base and he is getting hits and he is, like, able to steal, everyone's recognizing he's fast. Yeah, well,
1: well, that's a, it's a good pick. And, you know, he's, he's kind of rebounding in a big way. He's a big part of the reason the Sox have been playing better as of late uh Mr. zim who is your put it on the board player of the week
3: uh it's the walk off home run man Jake Berger himself
1: yeah he rakes man that's all there is to show
3: I don't I don't have much more to say he has had such a good week that he's reinvigorated my collection um I am literally like right now I have a second tab up looking for new Jake Berger cards to add to my collection because the guy has been that good that I'm convinced that in 10 years, we're all going to go, man, it's a shame he was injured for like the first five years of his career. Cause he'd be a 500 home run guy. If he wasn't, you know,
1: that's right. Yeah. You know, you're right. So, Zim. And for those of you who don't know, Zim collects sign, well, baseball cards in general, but how many signed Jake burger cards? Do you have Zim now? Jake
3: burger specifically right now I have, it's a lot six or seven signed yeah, cards yeah see including a one of one card from when he was in the minor leagues uh including multiple um on card rookie cards and including one that has it's my favorite it has a game used button from his jersey
2: nice
0: yeah
3: see
2: I've heard of that
3: yeah super cool i wish i had the camera ready to go but um (laughs) joe maybe i can send you a picture and you could put it up or something but at any rate it's it's really cool the stuff they do with sports cards nowadays you know they take bits of the helmets the bats the buttons the ball caps the gloves Mm -hmm. everything put it in the cards um i'm trying to get my hands on something that has a bit of baseball right now um i would love to get something with uh bat, but I don't know if he's done any of those yet. Cause usually mm. they reserve those for the like, top tier guys. So, but at any rate, soon enough, Jake Berger has, uh, has entirely reinvigorated my collection. um And I would like to see if I could find some really unique, interesting things of his now.
1: There you go, man. Yeah. Jake, Jake Rakes. spoiler alert, or should I say teaser alert? Jake will be back on the program at some point this summer. Um, so tune in for that when it happens, he said he's excited to come back on. So can't wait for that. Uh, Zim, while I have you talking players of the week, why don't you pick a pitcher as well? Um,
3: Hmm. I was giving props to the bullpen. We were giving props to the bullpen earlier. So, so let's give it to Reynaldo. Reynaldo Lopez, four innings pitch, one hit, two base on balls, no earned runs and four strikeouts. Uh, his consistency is back, you know, for an inconsistent team, he's he's not a closer. That's just it. You know, he wanted it. He got a shot. I don't think anybody was stopping Liam from taking it back, but no, he certainly didn't make it hard to take him out of the spot. That's for sure. So it was, it was great to have somebody willing to step up and wanting to step up in that situation. Absolutely. but he does way better in this role that he's in that long relief that um almost set up sort of role that he's in.
1: Yeah. It's not as much pressure, but sometimes there is, but yeah, I hear you love seeing that from right now, though. I'm going to go for my put on the board player of the week. I'm going to go with Andrew Vaughn. Uh, I love what I've seen out of him. Uh, he's, he's putting the bat on the ball. He's making good contact. He's getting on base. Look at him. He hit four twenty one this week. Granted he only had two runs and four RBI, but I mean, Four RBIs, good for second on the team. Uh, Four walks is what I like to see. I love when Andrew sees the ball well, and I think that's telling you something about what he's doing right now uh, with that batting average and with the walks. And he only struck out one time. Uh, That's what I love to see. I believe that's the lowest strikeout total on the team this week. I'm confirming that. Uh, Hanser Alberto didn't strike out this week, but he only got two at-bats and he got cut. So uh, that doesn't count. So, uh, Andrew, Andrew's seen the ball well. I love what I'm seeing out of him. Let's keep it up heading into this week. Got a rough schedule, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And of course, I got to give it to on the pitching side, I got to give it to Michael Kobeck. I uh, love what I've seen from, from Moist Michael, as we like to call him on the show. 11 and a third, six earned runs over those two starts, uh, eight hits, the three home runs you don't like to see. But if you think about it that way, the majority of his runs he gives up are coming from those home runs, which, if you get rid of those couple mistake balls, uh, he's just lights out. Uh, only three walks over those two starts, nineteen strikeouts. Uh, Michael is a man on fire right now. I love what I'm seeing from him. I expect him to keep it up because I was at the game where he had the the perfect game going into, I believe it was the seventh inning, and he gave up, ended up giving up one hit in that game. He went eight strong. Michael Kopech became a different pitcher that day. I don't know how to describe it, but sitting there in the stands and seeing him, his body language, his focus, uh, something in Michael Kopech's brain has just kind of gone off, and he's he's turning it on now. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching him the rest of the season, and he gets my put-on-the-board player of the week nomination here because, let's face it, Moist Michael is on fire. So love to see that. But let's keep the show rolling along. We're going to dive into the upcoming schedule briefly in a segment, if I could find the video, that we like to call White Sox Weekly. Yeah, this is where it gets hairy, guys. It's going to get uh it's going to get it's going to get a little rough here with this schedule coming up because Let's face it, we get to go against the creme de la creme over the next few weeks. And I'm going to pull it up so we can take a nice long look at it. We get to go into New York City for a three-game set against arguably the red-hot New York Yankees. Um, Currently, it looks like we got Giolito going in that series. You got Lynn and Clevenger. Uh, Arguably, for me, the three guys you don't want to see in that series. But again, Clevenger's been better as of late. Uh, I don't even want to know what's going to happen with Lynn on Wednesday. That's a whole, I don't think I'll watch that game. I'll, maybe I'll listen to it and try to cover my eyes. And then we have to go back home and play Miami. Uh, Cease against Perez, which should be a good matchup. And you got our buddy Kopech going against uh, Cy Young award winner, Sandy Alcantara. Guy's just an absolute beast. Then you got Giolito against Garrett. So, uh, Geo's got two starts this week. You got to hope he can make the best out of them. Um, and then sadly, going into the early parts of the following week, we have to take on the Dodgers and the Seattle Mariners. I mean, the schedule doesn't get any easier from here, guys. So, so Missy, I'm curious your thoughts on this schedule and best possible scenario.
2: This, this is where we're gonna, um, I think this is going to be the, uh, like, okay, are we legit back or are we the same inconsistent team? Because this is a tough schedule. And if we're serious about being back, even though it was just the Tigers, if we're very serious and a competitive team, this is where you prove it. Because I feel like this is the last stretch of games. Where we can prove either we have it and we can make a comeback and be hopeful, or if we're this is just who we are now and we're an inconsistent team, we'll get a few wins maybe out of all this. Um it it's a tough schedule. And so if they want to prove that they they've got it and that they're quote unquote back or they're, you know, the team they should have been. This is this is it. This is the time. Other than that, they we're running out of time for them to prove that they're they can make a historic comeback and, they, and that yeah. they're a good team. So this, I feel like it's second week of June. This is it. This is your only chance. Yeah. Otherwise, we all know what's gonna happen. The rest of we the
1: season. we know what's gonna happen. And 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 our buddy Rick Han last. A couple of days ago, couldn't couldn't decide if they're sellers yet. Yeah. Um, if 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 Rick doesn't know what he's doing over after the next nine games, um, there's there's something wrong. Yeah. But, uh Shout out to Sydney Brown in the chat. He <laughs> he said he's gonna have his eyes covered too on Wednesday, and it's nice meet, meeting you, Missy, yesterday. So uh, gotta mm-hmm. love Sid. <laughs> gotta check out Sid's show on Sports Zone Chicago. Been mm-hmm. on there a couple times as a guest. Great stuff. So Sid, I appreciate you tuning in. PC says these are the teams Sox have to beat if they want to contend. That's absolutely true. Uh, I say my magic number and Zim. You can tell me yours after this. But if they can win five out of the next nine in this series, I will be a believer. Um, yeah. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, I think I like that number. Five.
3: I like that number
1: because you figure mm-hmm. that's you know that's taking you know probably the series against. Miami and taking the series against the Dodgers, and that's you know probably getting swept by the Yankees. But um, I, I don't know. I, I could see I could see us winning that that Clevenger game, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll be a believer after the next few days. But uh, the Sox tend to have a way of uh, making that hope die really quickly. So hopefully that is not the case. But uh, just had to dive into that schedule. Not to be a doom and gloom kind of guy, but it's definitely a tough stretch. I think all the White Sox fans out there know that's the case. Um, but I'm sorry,
3: I missed it. Is that Yankees uh, series on the road or at
1: home? It is on the road starting yeah, tomorrow.
3: I do actually think that helps them in a weird way. You know that that ballpark is very hitter friendly, mm-hmm. and if the White Sox are going to win, you know, particularly the Lance Lynn start, they're going to have to do it with offense. So that's a ballpark where you. Have that opportunity if if you can seize
1: it. Well, the Yankees' their one struggle you could argue is their starting pitching. So, right if you get on them early, you got a real chance.
3: You know, um, Anderson and Benintendi still have no home runs at the top of the lineup this season, but this kind of feels like a series where they could run into a couple. So,
1: yeah, if there's ever a place that's going to happen, I think Yankee Stadium would be that place. That's
3: it. You know, Ben Benintendi has that that pull power for a lefty bat and Anderson always, t- always hits those oppo shots. So that left field porch looks real good out there, <laughs> right? Field, which, excuse me, the dollhouse porch.
1: Yeah. I think porch is uh, being very friendly calling it that. Um, <laughs> I think we all know it's really just a basket. So it's as bad as the baskets yeah. at Wrigley. Um, well,
3: I mean, the wall is where a normal right fielder would
1: play. So, <laughs> Right, right. Fair. Uh, but the next thing we're going to hop into is our picks for the upcoming week. And we're going to dive into that and in what we call, and a lot of people call, the picks to click. So I want again, imagine that. I had Jake Berger for the second time in a row, and he just absolutely went off. Um, so I've decided I'm not gonna take him again this week, but um regardless, we let our guest go first with their pick. Uh, I could probably figure out what Missy's gonna take, but i'll <laughs> i'll I'll extend the question to you anyway. So, Missy, who are you taking for your pick to click heading into this week?
2: Listen i gotta I gotta go on theme i've been I've been doing really good lately uh. So I am, I am going to keep playing into this and I'm going to say Romy. Um, All right. you know, I, I feel like he, um, well, Andrews was, uh, injured. I felt like he thought like, this is the time, step it up, prove myself. And I think now that he's back, I think it's even more so, um, that he, he is, he wants that starting spot. So. Um, and also I just, I was a day one supporter. I got to keep it going. I'm too deep into this to stop now. And yeah, so I'm a believer. I think, um, I think this might not be a hot streak. I think he just is figuring out, uh, how to consistently keep this happening. So I'm going to say this week, Romy, um, that is. If they decide to play him a little bit more than Elvis, but yeah, it's still like up in the air, how they're going to work that out. But
1: so, so we'll stick with the alliteration, but this week Missy's riding with Romy.
2: Yeah. I got a, I got it at this point. (laughs) That's
1: right, baby. So. I have to pick the choice now because I, I, I can't go. I'm not going to go with Berger again because I took him twice in a row. And I feel like that's unfair. Uh, he could – and probably if I picked him a third time, he you know he might go 0 for 11 like Gavin did this week. So uh, I'm just riding the trends. So I think I'm going to go with a guy who had a great week. He's seeing the ball well. You can probably guess who I'm going to take. I'm going to go with Andrew Vaughn this week as mm-hmm. my pick to click. I feel like he's going to turn that corner. And just turn into an absolute RBI machine. Look for Andy to have a big, big week. Um, I can, I can hope. I can pray. You never know. Zim, what are you doing for pick to click, buddy? Um, someone that's for sure.
3: Oh, whoa! <laughs> no way. Um, you know.
1: Now you're speaking my language.
3: I don't want to talk myself into. Another one of my silly picks because I I seem to do that a lot lately. Um
1: you do, that's <laughs> true.
3: You know, picking picking pick in Joe Kelly and who did I pick a few weeks ago that was just absurd and it was like, why uh, would I ever pick Adam Hazley? Yeah, I picked Adam Hazley yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Was ever gonna work out for me? Like I
2: don't know You're
1: gonna pick I'm, Alberto this week or what? No he's not even I, uh, on the team he's cut okay yeah
3: no i'm 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 really racking my brain over this one because i i do want to make something a little different but at the same time like just do the smart thing i, I i'll i'll do this i'll do this i'm gonna take tim anderson
1: okay that's not a terrible pick
3: only if he hits a home run if he doesn't hit a home run I'm disqualified from this week. <laughs>
2: hey it's against the yankees this week and
3: that's exactly it
2: he's got he's got he's got a vendetta against him or against them as he should i'm
3: i feel like like that's a safe little parlay to make right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna i'm gonna lock that in tim anderson but it doesn't count if he doesn't hit a home run (laughs)
1: It counts either way. Sorry to break. I, I don't care if
3: he goes twenty-one <laughs> for twenty-one with nineteen RBIs and eighteen stolen bases and has the most insane week Major League Baseball's ever seen.
1: He has three straight count. games, three straight games with the cycle. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> watch that happen now, and it'd be like crazy. Um, but no, I like the pick. Uh, I like TA to bounce back. He had a good week mm-hmm. this week too. So
3: he did. He did. He, he's. He's coming back strong and getting hot and hopefully going to start being the spark that he always is for this team.
1: Yeah. That's right. And uh, as we were talking here, I I, I text our buddy Vinny because he's on vacation. And I'm like, said, pick the click question mark. And he responded back with one emoji. Burg- okay. He's
2: got burger then.
1: <laughs> he's Fair. Someone, burger. Yeah,
2: someone had to pick him, so.
1: That's a value pick for sure at, at, at four. Um, Oh, I wasn't, I mean, I'm I'm in this to win it. So I I can't take him three weeks in a row because I feel like I would just be jinxing Jake, but uh, I hope he does. I hope he wins it for Vin because the updated standings are a little, it's getting a little rough for you guys. And I don't know what's going on. I, I never won anything in my life, but uh, I, I am up. In the standings, I do have four pick-to-click wins. So Joe,
3: you are a husband and a father, and you've never won anything in your Correction. life. Correction.
1: No, 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 no. Don't, don't mistake, don't mistake it that way. I hit the jackpot in that facet of life. I'm definitely, I'm not complaining about that. I'm talking in regards to White Sox baseball and pick-to-click. Because as you know, I jinxed the White Sox last year with the Josh yes. Naylor game. Um, I literally <laughs> said on air that the Sox won, and we'll see you guys tomorrow after a huge victory. And then Josh Naylor hit that walk-off home run. It's oh, it's no. pure comedy. <laughs> it's pure comedy. I actually did an edit, Missy, which I'll see if I can find it and send it to you later, of that bit. And as soon as I said that, I put the Curb Your Enthusiasm music right afterwards. Oh,
2: yeah. I feel like I actually did see that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the best yeah. edit he's ever oh made. Oh, my
2: God. Everything it's... that came out about that game, I was like, it just yeah,
1: – That's It's rather <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. And then I, they, every game I went to, almost every game I went to last season, they lost. Oh, so I've been, I got coined as the curse of the bambino, oh,
2: um, because God. every game
1: I went to, they lost. But this year, I'm happy to report, I'm two and zero when I go to games. So,
2: okay, okay. Um,
1: the curse is broken.
2: Totally <laughs> but,
1: but in that respect, I haven't won anything. Um, and the game of life, and my wife, and my beautiful daughter, I have struck gold. So. I yeah. want to make that very clear. Um, but I'm up for, with four wins in Pick the Click. Uh, our guests on the show have won twice. I believe Nick Cousin won. And I want to say, I don't know who the other guest was that won. I'd have to go back and look. But anyway, we tally all the guests it's together. It's on the tip of my tongue.
3: It really is. Like I can think of who it was and I just can't.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll find it. I'm sure it'll come to mind. It'll be, as soon as I get off there, I'll remember. But Mm -hmm. anyway, the guests have two victories. Zim has won and Vinny has won. So they're, they're due. Um, So we'll see what happens next week, but to recap for everybody, Missy is going with Romy Gonzalez to the shock of absolutely no one. Uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Vaughn, Zim with Tim Anderson, and Vinny's going to ride the Jake Berger train make sure that grill stays nice and hot for that cheeseburger Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we'll kind of go from there And, and that's a fantastic segue into our last segment of the show which is kind of our uh our hot topic debate if you will and that's what we like to call this week's guaranteed take yeah so it's a bit of a hot topic i'm getting you know i've Been in a Twitter battle over the last 24 hours with people with after a tweet I put out saying that Jake Berger is an all-star. He deserves to be on the all-star team. He leads all American League DH candidates with a a 923 OPS. And he's second in home runs only to Shohei Ohtani, who's nominated at the DH role with 15 homers. But we all know he's going to make the all-star game as a pitcher. So... My hot take: Jake Burger's an all-star. I don't care what anybody says to me. You put his stat line out there; he is in all-star. I don't care, uh, Missy. I-, I know you probably aligned with me, but what are your thoughts on Jake Burger as a whole this year and just his story?
2: Yeah, I, I literally, I love that you guys are like really like friends with the burgers because it's like, yeah, like they're just. There, it it's just him and Ashlyn are just like the greatest, the most down to earth yeah. people, and Absolutely. I love it. And I truly, and I love, I think a quote, kind of paraphrasing that came out today ish about how he's like, I love being on the ballot, but I want to earn it. And it's like, like, can this guy get any more like just real and like just very humble? I love it. Like I, I was talking to you before, but last year what I do in Southside Behavior is I try to expose people to the White Sox in ways they haven't seen. So like like all that's known about the White Sox fans are oh we live in in you know, stereotypes. Like, oh we live in a bad neighborhood and like We don't go to games, and I I like that my TikTok gets a lot of attention because people find out stuff about the Sox. Last year, it was Dylan Cease. I made a big push to be like, hey, this guy should be nationally recognized. He's great. Um, Also, Tim Anderson getting into the All-Star game. Like, this guy's great. He should be there. This year, it is Berger, 100%. Um, I think he should absolutely be an All-Star, And uh, that's that's what I'm gonna kind of push on his outside behavior now, cause uh, yeah, I think I think he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, and you're completely correct.
1: Yeah, he deserves it, and of course I have the footage of us bringing the burgers on our show earlier this off season, and uh, I think you said it perfectly missy and that the burgers are just it's weird looking at myself as i'm talking um <laughs> uh, they're just the absolute best people i mean just look how happy they just were to be on our show just our our little podcast as happy as can be they were much newer parents at this point in time i believe we talked to yeah. them i want to say this was february zim does that sound right i think so yes yeah, so um, uh, about
3: 10 days before spring training started
1: yeah, so we were getting Jake before spring training. He talked about everything, the baby, becoming a dad, everything he changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guys he had two Achilles tears in different legs, fought his way all the way back, trained really hard, and he's just absolutely mashing. Statistically, Zim, I'll, I'll go to you statistic-wise. A 923 OPS is unfreaking believable. Right. You're on mute. yeah
3: i mean with a home run hitter right you want your ops i mean a thousand is like the baseline of a great player right when sure. you think guys like like shohei or like frank thomas
1: he has a higher he has a higher ops than shohei right now he does have a higher
3: ops than shohei right now and that right there should say a lot about his ability but i'm talking when you think about some of the best hitters in the game right you look at like hank aaron you look at like barry bonds you look at like craig biggio you look at um uh frank thomas was another one but you look at some of these guys that are you know the the five hundred home run, three thousand hit kind of guys. A thousand is right about where they hover. So for him to be there right now is great. His WAR is at point nine right now. All right, point nine for a guy who plays every two to three days. Yeah, that's massive. He's already earned this team an entire win. They would be one game worse without Jake Berger on the roster. And. There's not a lot of guys who play, you know, at his um, infrequency, I guess is the best way to put it, that make that kind of an impact. He's only played in 43 games this year. Uh, and we're at, what, almost
1: 60. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a guy that's got 12 home runs.
3: Yep. 12 home runs, almost 30 RBIs, 29. Uh only eight walks. That's kind of like he's getting his cuts in. That's the thing that's cool to me. Um, his strikeout rate is still a little high, but that's almost to be expected from a guy who's, you know, 27 years old making his first real appearance in the show. You know, what really sucks in my opinion for him is last year he just barely got too many at bats so he's no longer considered a rookie. Um, right. You know, he he came into the season at like just shy of 200 at bats and in order to qualify as a rookie you have to have less than 180. Um so he he literally by like 3 or 4 games had too many at bats to be considered a rookie this season. And that really sucks cuz he could be a, a, a very serious rookie of the year candidate, if not for those three or four games. Um, But regardless of all of that, you know, a 606 slugging percentage tells you just how often, not only that he's hitting the ball, but how often he's getting to second base when he hits the ball. Right. You know, he's got a 265 average and a 606 slugging percentage, which means that more than half the time, if he hits the ball, he's standing on second base.
1: Well, he's just crushing it, man. He's making hard contact. I mean, and 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 I'm going to make this perfectly perfectly clear. We're not just lobbying for Jake because he's a friend of the show and he's a good person. Statistically, this guy deserves to be nominated for the All Star Game. He deserves to be in the same conversation as some of those other DH candidates, John uh, Carlos Stanton. That's it. What's I, that? I'll-
3: all the Moneyball stats are what you want to see from him too, yeah. you know. If if we're strictly looking at stat lines, you look at this guy and he's a six million dollar a year player. He's he's the guy you should have given the damn money to, sure. not Hanser Alberto, not uh what Larry Garcia. Jake Berger's the guy who should have been on this roster the last three years,
1: you know. Yeah, and, and I'm just pulling up the the uh the DH ballot. Of course, I zoomed in too far. Let me back out. Sorry. (laughs) Trying to blow it up for our listeners so that we can see it. So that's outfield. Let me go back to DH just so we can see all the candidates in the field. Okay, so you have Josh Bell.
3: Josh Bell, who's having a rough season. He's got the RBIs, but that's kind of it.
1: Yeah. Brandon Belt, uh, same thing. Um, His OPS is higher, though. Jake Berger, 923 OPS, 29 rubies, 265, 12 homers. Course, of course, Byron Buxton is going to be competing with him because of the name, but his statistics just aren't there. Um, his RBIs are there, his homers are there, but his batting average is not. Miguel Cabrera is just a feel-good name to have on this list. He's not a realistic person mm-hmm. to be there. Uh, Robbie Grossman, i he's been fantastic for the Rangers. Don't get me wrong. 31 ribbies is nothing to shake a stick at. Um, but he's You know, it's the RBIs that would get them there, if any. Yeah. yeah.
3: But RBIs aren't what gets you to the all-star game. Like, as as much of a team stat as they are, as much of a good stat to have as they are, (laughs) RBIs don't get you to the all-star game. Home runs and batting average, too.
0: Yeah.
1: And and, and I think everyone that's saying Jake isn't an all-star is not looking at the nominees. I mean, Gunnar Henderson, again, only hitting 200, not an all-star. Corey you look
3: at every one of these guys, and Jake's burgers, Jake, Jake Burger's yeah. numbers are at or better than every single one of them, with the exception of Shohei Otani, and Shohei's
1: a freak of nature, so that's not really yeah. fair. And he's making the team as a pitcher anyway, <laughs> so
2: yeah, love love the old friend alert, AJ
1: Pollock. <laughs> yeah, look at that batting average. That's about oh, where it was last year.
2: Look at him. Oh man. <laughs>
1: I mean, they really just put a DH from every single team. Yeah. I mean, you're you're really looking at for competition. Robbie Grossman because of those RBI, mm-hmm. of course, Shohei. But I don't consider a competition here because yeah. this is a guy that's going to make the the team regardless, right? And then John Carlos Stanton, uh, just because he's on the Yankees, he's got a high OPS. Yeah. Yeah, they love hot. Rooker out in
3: Oakland is is having a really, like, quietly good season. Nobody knows because he's on the A's. Maybe the only team less popular than the White Sox. But (laughs) Brent Rooker is having a really good season.
1: Yeah. And Justin Turner has been pretty decent for the Red Sox as well. Um, So, like, again, lots of good options here. Just wanted to pull up the ballot just to show people – but it, it it's um,
2: like the it's the name, it's like name recognition. You you'd think uh,
1: right.
2: Stan would be like a clear shot because it, it's Stanton. Everyone knows him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah, and that's why I'm I'm very I I like what I do for Southside Behavior because it gets I I don't think a lot of people know that like I I have I checked today to remember. 14.4 thousand followers now and a lot of wow. them are not even Sox fans like yeah it's a place for Sox fans to be like oh like this is our place but I have a lot of people not from the fan base that follow us because they just like what I put out and I'm like it's a huge opportunity to expose them to players and things. yeah exactly it. and that's why I'm like, I people need to know more about Berger because no yeah. one's covering it, and it's like he deserves it. So, yeah. the
3: impressive part with it, too, is those number of games played, right? Right, he's, yeah. he's at 43 games played. You know, Brent Rooker has played more games, mm-hmm. Shohei Otani has played a lot more games, yeah.
0: John yeah. Stanton
3: has played a lot more games.
1: I mean. And I know people will say that's why his OPS is higher because he hasn't played as many games, but he's having an effect when he's on the field. Sure, his
3: OPS might not be, or might be a little inflated because of it, but you can't discount the RBIs, the home runs, the doubles.
1: And people forget. And and, and let's say Jake doesn't make the team. That's I hope it's not the case, but let's say it happens. He can still do the home run derby. They can still call someone oh, yeah. that didn't make didn't make the all-star team to be in the derby. Mm-hmm. I would love it. Yeah. Golly. I just
3: mathed it out. Uh sorry. Jake Berger has 35 hits on the season, which is not a ton, but like all things considered, 35 hits in 43 games is pretty good. Yeah. It's um really good. 20 of those have gone for extra bases.
1: Dude's got wheels for big man for a he, guy that tore he's, his two he's Achilles. Speedy. You, you, you look at him and
3: you can see why he tore those Achilles. Men his size aren't supposed to move that fast.
2: Yeah. And it, I love uh like a little bit of go that um they said that Pedro gave him the green light to steal bases. I was like, that is all I want. If I see burger steal base, oh baby game over this is great (laughs) and he did
1: yeah i I mean even i would probably get a little little aroused if jake berger stole a base i mean oh yeah who's gonna lie right he
3: is credited with one stolen base so far this season yes i I know know, but you couldn't tell me when it happened but (laughs)
1: like a proper like beat the throw stolen base i'm pretty sure that's not what happened
2: it, it's exciting, especially, like, not even size or anything like that. It's just, for what he's been through, amazing. Like, yeah. you, you can't – it's someone I, – I can't even remember who said this, but he should be the spokesman for that injury. Like, <laughs> yeah. it gets better. He can do it, so you can do kind of thing.
1: That's right. Yeah. And, you know, he could be, he could sponsor a lot of things. I mean, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all for it. I There was a Jake Burger burger for a while at a Southside restaurant somewhere, but <laughs> yeah. then there needs to be more, more Jake yeah. Burger stuff because I'm all in. We're all in. The guy's an all star. We yeah. just talked about it at length for a solid 20 minutes, but it's the truth. Yeah. People are trying to destroy me on Twitter for that take, but
2: uh, I don't get that. I'm like, what, why? what we should be happy
1: about this take you should want it <laughs> that's right and pz points out jake even had a triple and he did
2: yeah,
1: yeah. you know i course, had to ask aldo says jake burger fries not flies so even better <laughs> well 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 done aldo i'll give you the.
3: And yeah aldo's comment makes me think about something i said it the other night when i was looking at hungry burger
1: enough. cards I was looking yeah. for some Jake
3: Burger cards, and these guys were all giving me crap. And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm a White Sox fan or if I just really like fast food because I kept asking yeah. for, for burgers and colas, and <laughs> uh, I didn't know what I was food. doing.
2: Fast food is a great way to describe burger. Fast
1: yeah, man. food. Can you
3: give him that nickname? Can we, can we coin that? Yeah, fast, fast food.
1: food. <laughs> hey, man. It's got to start somewhere.
3: I mean, I'm pretty sure we uh are not c- properly credited with starting the phrase burger bombs. So
2: you guys started that?
3: No. I don't know if we actually started
1: Jake it. Jake started
3: it. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened.
1: <laughs> but we we can take responsibility for their marriage. We sure so- can that
3: is entirely our fault
1: they got married the dawn after <laughs> being on our show i mean
2: that, that, that is insane were they you think the night before they're like you know what after that let's <laughs> I
1: well, you know what it's it was very special interesting bond.
3: they came on the show from two separate rooms and jake was out with uh he was on the il with illness And so us seeing them in two separate rooms, we're jumping to all kinds of conclusions about this, that, and the other thing. I'm not going to say anything because like, I don't want to get anybody thinking or get in trouble for jumping to conclusions. But you know, we were taking our guesses and then we find out they get married the next day. And it's like, Oh, they were probably just being
1: traditional and like
3: trying not to see each other in the night before the wedding.
2: Oh my
1: God. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable. I mean, so cool special bond with the burgers but yeah yeah regardless the guy deserves it and uh just he's real easy to root for so yeah
2: yeah, absolutely
1: we've had just so much fun tonight sometimes you just can't believe the time flies the way it has but missy we can't thank you enough for spending the whole (laughs) show with us we talked about everything from Romy to jake to pedro uh we, we had some drinks i'm Mike's hard and Shandy's, and you think you were drinking a PBR? What were you drinking before? Old what do you style. Got? Old style. Okay, it's
2: my beer of the summer now. <laughs>
1: it's the beer of the summer. I like it. Yes. Um, but usually at the tail end of the show, before we wrap things up, we kind of kind of kick things around and do shout outs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can we can let you lead off the shoutouts, and then once you're done with that, we'll let you kind of promote Southside Behavior and whatever else you got going on.
2: Oh man, shout outs um guess shout out I I'm gonna shout out my parents. They've been on uh, this past week they you know, during all of this uh this past year um of salt type behavior and me doing a lot on Twitter and them seeing like where it's taken me they've been very supportive and they even, are, i live with them right now um they uh they were excited about tonight and i think they're watching so just want to shout out them because they are big believers in my dreams and just me in general very supportive yeah. very supportive ever since that Romy's saga started they've been very very supportive and like kind of in on the joke so so that's my shout out this week. And then do you want me to plug too? Well, yeah, here.
1: go ahead. Do some plugging. Okay.
2: Well, my personal I give my personal opinions on is Messy Carol um on Twitter, all one word. And then um SS behavior for its outside behavior. That's for more of the official general team and uh, me and my friends and all that stuff. So that's all I got to plug.
1: Uh, I believe you also have some new T-shirts you would like to plug.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. so we got merch. We got this. Um, I have you know what they they are an inconsistent team. We've talked about this. So I have also a White Sox make me drink shirt. We have a sub, We have an alternate logo. Um, yeah, just a bunch of merch if you want to go buy it. There's a link in our, yep, it's pinned to the Southside Behavior profile, but also if you go to my link and also that Southside Behavior link, yeah, we got everything. Win or lose, we booze. Forgot about that one, too. So if you want to buy anything, we got it. But yeah, all proceeds go to more content, so that's what we got going on, I think. I think
1: that's about it. I think I covered everything. Awesome. Appreciate it, Missy. Uh, Zim, what do you got for shout outs, amigo, before we get out of here? Oh, man,
3: I'm super easy today. Just a big shout out to all my friends and family who have helped over the last couple of weeks with our move and made everything as easy as it could have been. Um, You know, it's still never easy to do, but lots of help goes a long way. Um, Shout out to you know, you Missy for coming on our show again. We didn't scare you off the first time, so that's a that's a big Yay. win for us.
2: Absolutely not! Come on. <laughs>
3: you know, hey, some people come on that show and they go, "Those freaking weirdos." We're good, uh, but
1: we're we're definitely weirdos. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, means means a lot having you come back for round two. Yeah. Uh, You know, maybe we'll schedule round three sometime in the future this season or next or Absolutely. you know, depends on how off the rails the end of the season gets. You know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah you know I mean, maybe drink we may be drinking heavily towards the end but that's right
3: that's right we'll we'll no longer be comparing beers and be comparing you know which handle of vodka goes down the smoothest
2: yeah yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> and a big I shout out to uh you know my co-host joe and Vinny. you guys are awesome i know Vinny's not here with us this week he's off on vacation enjoying himself i wasn't well here deserved show, you know it's, it's going to be another one of those touch-and-go seasons, and then all of a sudden the All-Star break is going to hit, and we're going to have nothing better to do than talk about this crappy team. So,
1: Well, we'll have fun along the way, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, appreciate appreciate the shout-outs, Zim. Uh, I'll lead off my shout-outs. Of course, I'm going to shout-out our amazing guest, Missy Carroll, for being with us all night. Make sure you give her a follow on Twitter, at Carroll. that's M-E-S-S-Y-C-A-R-R-O-L-L. And then, give Southside Behavior a follow at SS Behavior. You can see those cool shirts that she just talked about, or just see a whole lot of fun going on in the stands at Guaranteed Rate Field. So definitely worth a great White Sox follow. Uh, had a great showing in the 108 Tourney. Just all around great person and White Sox fan. So Missy, we can't thank you enough for being with us tonight. Uh, I will also shout out my beautiful wife, Catherine, and our one and almost one and a half year old daughter, Audrey, who is unbelievably cute and running all over the place. Uh, we have a water table in the backyard that she's absolutely obsessed with. Um, so that kid's soaked every time we go outside now. So uh, it's one. It's just a great joy seeing her learn and talk and do all that fun stuff. Uh, I have a great Dane. His name's Maverick. He's three years old and he's just an absolute ham. So huge shout out to him. Uh, He's waiting for me outside my door and I will take him out as soon as the show wraps. Uh, And then of course the the whole chat room. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us all night and being so involved in the show. Uh, Our buddy Gabe was in the chat. We love you, Gabe. Uh, PZ. Who else we got? Adam Schum. Alexis Lopez was in the chat for a while. Adam, uh, Zoe was in the chat. Uh, Sydney Brown, uh, my dad, of course, Aldo, uh, Raphael Bravo. I don't know if you saw this comment before, but oh, that's I Missy and our Lord and Savior okay. Romy. It's a great comment. Um, and then King Pookie. Lots of great people in the chat room tonight. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you all for hanging out with us. And last but not least, I'll give a shout out to the late uh, geez, I'm, I'm, I can't even talk right now. Uh, we'll give a shout out to the master, the barkeeper, the man behind the curtain of the barroom network, Aldo Gandia. He lets us do the show every single week, gives us the platform, uh, runs a great network with tons of great shows with Dan and Aldo. Uh, you got Mike North, Greg Gabriel talking football. Our our co-host Vinny's got two shows a week and, or three, if you count this one, uh, crosstown crosstalk talking all baseball and then bar down talking hockey just absolute dynamite stuff on this network make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're on youtube or follow us if you're on facebook uh, you can watch any of the broadcasts if you can hit that subscribe button and then of course if you follow podcasts anywhere podcasts are just subscribe to the ballroom network uh, it would mean a lot and help us do continue to do what we love to do so thank you everybody for tuning in missy uh it's been absolutely awesome zim you're the man uh any last minute thoughts before i roll those credits uh, anything last minute missy that you want to say
2: no no this is great thank you for having me it was real fun
1: awesome can't can't thank you enough zim any any last minute comments from you my friend No. um have a have a great week guys yeah. All right. Well, for the South Burbs Hitmen, I'm Joe Mandel. Uh, the Mercedes Ninja star at the bottom of the screen is Steven Zim Zimmerman. And our guest tonight was Missy Carroll from Southside Behavior. As always, let's go White Sox. Let's win some games. And we will see you guys next, next week. Let's go White Sox.